One of the things that's so important for you to land with your audience, to make a strong impression, is to show them who you are and not talk like a robot and speak like you. And that can be a really hard thing to do. That can be really intangible. It's like, how the hell do I do that? What are the key concepts if I had to list them out that I need to make sure my audience knows? Your audience is gonna engage so much more deeply. They're gonna go on the journey with you. They're gonna wanna support you. They're gonna wanna see you win. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. I don't know why I'm singing, but thank you for tuning in. I'm Jess. I'm the host and creator of this show. I'm a career coach for women. I help women rise up in their careers and build confidence and communication skills and leadership skills all along the way. And if you are looking to become a powerhouse communicator, if you are someone who wants to be on an upward path in your career, you're in the right place. And I am here to help you do that. And I am so excited about today's episode because as I often share when I'm doing a corporate workshop or a smaller workshop, whenever I introduce myself to new groups of people, one of the things that I tell people about myself is that I'm a word nerd. Like I love words. I love communication. It's something that I've always enjoyed and has always come really naturally to me, which, you know, it makes total sense that I have a podcast where I just get to come on here and communicate. And in today's episode, I'm really going to nerd out with you and bring you under the hood of some of my community communication skills that really helped me get noticed and grow and stand out in my corporate career so that you can stand out as well. I had so much success in my corporate career because my communication skills were so strong. And I started to realize that when you're able to communicate with executives higher and higher ups in a way that's crystal clear and clearer and easier for them to understand than you know some of the other people that they're hearing from throughout the day you really begin to stand out and they really begin to notice you and look forward to meetings with you and it creates this upward spiral where they have this strong reputation about you like they think of you as being really strong in their minds And because of that, you tend to get better quality work and deeper engagement. And as your engagement gets better and your work gets better, your reputation continues to grow. And all of this can be catalyzed by having best in class, super strong executive communication skills. And that is what I'm going to be walking you through in this episode. And I'm going to walk you through a very specific angle of it, which often I hear from my clients is something that they struggle with and something that I have really mastered, especially over the past year of starting my business and doing speaking events, which is preparing for a presentation without scripting. So many people struggle with how to prepare because preparation is one of the most powerful things you can do to deliver your content effectively. How do you prepare without scripting? Because isn't preparing 
writing out what you're going to say? And then doesn't that cause you to sound scripted and robotic? And the answer is no. Preparing doesn't have to be scripting and you can prepare without sounding robotic. And that's what I'm going to help you with in this episode. This will be perfect for um, any big meetings that you have, anytime you're presenting, anytime you're sharing content, anytime it's really important for you to get across your message and your content in a super effective way for your audience. And what I love about this is this helps you get away with imperfection. And I know so many of you listening struggle with nervousness, you struggle with stage fright. That's something that I've struggled with my entire career too. And what I have found is that when I can prepare in a way that is really calming to me and in a way that makes me feel ready but not overwhelmed, it helps me manage my nerves so much better. And that really effective preparation makes my communication so strong that even if I am nervous, even if I get a wave of stage fright, I'm still able to deliver in a way that lands really well for my audience. And I want you to learn the same. The way that I think about it is like, if my communication is the best crispest, simplest, most powerful communication, then I don't need to be perfect because my content is so damn strong that I'm going to rest on the power of my content. And of course, that's not to say that I don't want your voice to be confident and powerful, but it is to say that one of the paths to finding a confident, powerful voice, at least in my experience, has been to first feel really amazing about my content and lean on that and over time, then allow my voice to kind of catch up and allow my voice to start to feel more confident on top of that. Because I always felt like for me, it's easier to control my content and make my content really good. I can't always control how I'm feeling emotionally. I can't always control how nervous I might be when I get up in front of a bunch of people, but I can make my content really damn solid and feel really good about that. So this is a beautiful starting point for those of you who are trying to get more comfortable in rooms that feel intimidating. This has helped me enormously. I have used this method to do speaking events for up to like 50 and 100 people, and I am someone who gets very nervous. I still get stage fright, especially if I'm talking to a really big group. And I've used this to prep my content and make sure that I hit on all my points and deliver something really effective for people. So this works. It works really well. It does take some time. It does take probably a few rounds, a few meetings, a few presentations for it to click, but it will help you enormously. So let's dive into it. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through my method at a super high level, and then I'm going to give you an example to help you break down how to do it so that you can really understand how to apply this. So let's dive in. The way that I prep content when I know it's important for me to be very prepared, but I don't want to be scripted, is that I boil down my talking points for each slide into simple concepts that I have memorized and that I can recall through my memory just by reading a single word or a very short phrase on a page. That's step one. So step one is to distill the concepts that you want to walk through into a single word that helps you remember everything that you wanna share. And then 
after you've done that to avoid sounding robotic and avoid sounding like you're just like running through the same ideas over and over and to avoid sounding scripted, I'm going to walk you through how to infuse what you're sharing with some emotion, with some of your personality so that you can be more compelling and captivating to your audience. Because one of the things that's so important for you to land with your audience, to make a strong impression, is to show them who you are and not talk like a robot and speak like you. And that can be a really hard thing to do. That can be really intangible. It's like, how the hell do I do that? I'm going to give you some practical tips to help you get started. So let's dive in. Let's start with distilling what you're going to share down to simple concepts. And I'm going to explain this to you through an example. So we're going to imagine in our minds a slide because I'm going to imagine you're projecting a slide to a group of people and you're walking them through it. I'm going to tell you what's on the slide and I'm going to tell you exactly how I would prep and create my talking points for the slide. So let's dive in. We're going to keep the slide really simple. I want you to imagine a slide with six photos, like six of your coworkers' photos of their beautiful faces. So six faces on the slide and each of their names beneath their photo. And the title of the slide is Staffing Proposal for Project X. So the idea is that you are in a meeting with a group of people and you're sharing a proposal for how you plan to execute a project. And we're going to zoom in on one specific slide, which is the slide where you're sharing the proposal for who you want to staff on this project. And we're just going to keep it super simple and imagine that you have chosen six people to propose as being staffed on this project. And the slide has their photos and their names and that's it. And we're keeping it simple, right? Because this podcast is not a visual medium. So I don't want to give us too much to have to imagine together. So we're keeping it simple. It's a simple slide with six humans on it. And the purpose of the slide is for you to propose this staffing to the group of people that you're presenting to and to get their feedback and green light on this staffing. So if I was presenting this slide, I would think about what are the key things that my audience needs to know about this staffing proposal? And I'm gonna make up some facts, right? So we can get more specific, we can get more vivid, we can put more color to this. But essentially, what I would want my audience to know is, okay, this is a staff of six people. And the next thing that I would ask myself is, is this staffing different than other similar projects, right? Because if it's different, if there's something about it that makes it different than previous similar projects, it's gonna trigger questions in my audience's mind. So for the sake of this example, I'm gonna assume that a project of this size is typically staffed with three people, but I'm proposing staffing this project with six people. So I know that as part of my talking points, I'm gonna want to highlight that this staffing is double the size of a project. And the other piece that I'm going to want to talk about is why that's the case. And in this fictional example, I'm gonna make up that that's the case because this project is going to be done in half the time of a typical project. And so the actual things that I would share if I was scripting is I would say something like, I'm proposing that Project X is going to be staffed with six people. Here is the team I propose. Now, you might notice that this is more than we typically have on a project of this size. So typically for this type of project, we would staff three people. However, 
I'm proposing six people. And the reason for that is because we're trying to get this project over the line in half the time that we typically deliver a project of this scale and to make sure that we hit our deadline and keep our client happy and get a result that we're all really happy with, I wanna make sure we're adequately staffed. And so I'm proposing a team size of six people. What are your thoughts? And then I would pause and allow my audience to engage. Now, I shared a lot of things there. If I was prepping for this presentation, what I would do is I would ask myself, what are the key concepts, not the full sentences, but what are the key concepts if I had to list them out that I need to make sure my audience knows? Key concept one, six people. I need them to know there are six people on this project. Key concept two, I need them to know that this is not typical for a project of this size, that this is double a typical project. And key concept three, I need to explain to them why it's double, and I need to explain to them how the timeline is more aggressive. So what I would do is I would run through that script that I just ran you through, like the full script in my mind, but then for my preparation, I would distill it down into a bulleted list of three words that reminds me of those three key concepts and reminds me of what it is I need to share with my audience. So my bulleted list to prep that slide would say six people would be the first bullet. The second bullet would say more than before to remind me to share with them that six people is more than a typical project. And the third bullet would be shorter timeline. So that's for me to remind myself to tell them that the reason we have six people is because this project is being delivered on a shorter timeline. So now if I glance down at that list that says six people, more than before, shorter timeline, I can look at that and be like, ah, first I need to explain to them that there's six people. Then I need to explain to them the more than before that typically there are three people, but for this project, we have six people. And then I need to explain to them why that's the case and walk them through the fact that we have a shorter timeline. Now, what's beautiful about this method of preparation is that once you have, let's call them your mini bullets, once you have your mini micro bullets, you can test your memory and be like, I'm going to practice presenting this slide just by looking at these three mini bullets, right? So I'm gonna practice and see if these mini bullets, six people, more than before, shorter time frame, is enough for me to recall all the information. And this is so beautiful because it builds your confidence. It helps you practice. It gives you a chance to deliver the information without having to read every single sentence. And what you'll find is as you do this once, twice, three times, you're gonna really internalize the information And you're going to start to feel really confident about walking your audience through the slide. This can really remove that fear factor of like, what if my mind goes blank? You know, like what's going to happen if I forget? Because you know, the worst case, I can have a bulleted list of simple words in front of me, right? Or in the worst case, I can design the slide so that there's something on the slide that serves as a reminder for me of each of the bulleted words, right? So if you can't have a piece of paper physically in front of you with your bullets, then maybe you add a little box at the bottom of the slide that has some bullets in it that are both designed to communicate to your audience what you're going to talk about and to remind you of your mini bullets. 
So what you'll find is as you practice presenting the slide with the mini bullets, the concepts that you're sharing are going to get more internalized within you. You're going to feel more confident. And rather than memorizing it word for word, you're going to just be memorizing the idea, memorizing the concept so that you can look at that slide and be like, oh, six people more than before, shorter timeline. Okay, cool. I know exactly what I need to communicate. And not only does this help you be super effective and super concise for your audience, but it can really help calm you down. Again, if you feel like you might get nervous or you might experience stage fright, knowing that you've internalized the concepts at this level can create such a feeling of security. I know it really does for me. Now, I want to add something really important to this that is going to make you stand out so much and make you such an effective presenter the more that you do this. And this is really me drawing on my experience as a podcaster and as a theater performer. Over the past few years, I've really gone deeper into the art of self-expression and how to express ourselves in a way that's very compelling and interesting for our audience. And so I want you to think about everything that I just walked you through as step one, your mini bullets. But now I want to walk you through step two, which you can consider an advanced step. So you can bring step two into your meeting or presentation preparation process as you feel ready and when you feel like you've mastered step one and you should have fun with step two. Step two should be an exercise in connecting like with your voice, with like that confident version of you, with self-expression, like it should feel fun and juicy. I'm very excited. Okay, so step two is about finding the emotion. And what I mean by that is I'd want you to look at your bulleted list of mini bullets, right? And going back to our slide with the six people, I'd want you to look at that list of like, okay, there's six people, this is more people than before, and it's because we have a shorter timeline. Those are the things that I want to share with my audience. Then ask yourself, across these bullets, where is the emotion? Where's the important piece in this? Where's the piece in this where I'm going to engage my audience emotionally? And you don't have to do this all the time. This is pretty advanced. But as you start doing this, you will notice your effectiveness and your audience engagement go up so much. And as I explain it and go deeper, I think you'll understand why. So Let me just walk you through how I would think about this, and then I think it's going to make sense to you. So what I would think about is like, okay, I'm presenting this slide to this group, and they're going to see that it's six people, and of course, that's a lot of resources. So they might have resistance to that. They might be thinking it's too many people. And so when I think about where's the emotion here and where's the place where I really want to speak to and reach my audience on a deeper level, the place where I really want to reach them is when I explain to them that we have six people because it's a more aggressive timeline. And I want to think about 
what do I want to feel about that more aggressive timeline? What do I want to feel when I'm walking them through the fact that we have an aggressive timeline? And what do I want them to feel? Because whatever I'm feeling, they might also be feeling. So we often tend to feel the emotions, not always, but often tend to feel the emotions that the person speaking or that the presenter or the facilitator is exuding. And so what I would want them to feel is I would want them to feel inspired and motivated by this reduced timeline, because if they feel inspired and motivated, they're more likely to approve my request for these six people, right? So I want to take my audience to a positive place, an optimistic place, an excited place, which means that when I get to my third mini bullet and I get to the place where I'm explaining to my audience that we are doubling the team size because we have a shorter timeline, I'm not just going to say in a plain Jane vanilla way, we're doubling the team size because we have a shorter timeline. I'm going to say the reason we have six people is because we're trying to get this thing over the line in half the time we typically do. And we really want to do that while delivering an excellent output and making sure our client is super satisfied at the end of the day. And so our team of six people is going to ensure that we have the resources to do that, right? So when I walked you through that, I didn't just explain to you why we have six people. I engaged your emotions. I talked about how we have less time, but in a way that made it feel exciting. Like we're challenging ourselves. We're reducing the timeline. We're going faster. This is so exciting, people, right? That's what I'm communicating to my audience. And I also engaged their emotions by letting them know how important it is for us to be successful at the end of this, right? And reminding them that this team size is going to help us win later down the road. So not only did I prep my mini bullets and distill down to concepts, but I also asked myself, where's the place in presenting this slide where my emotions are going to make a really big difference? And what emotions do I wanna be feeling and conveying to my audience? And this can really also help you not sound robotic because the truth is you're not just presenting information to your audience, you're presenting information that makes them feel a certain way, right? Like if you're in a corporate setting, the main things that you you want your audience to feel is like they're going to be successful and they're going to reach their goals and you're going to enable them to reach their goals. And if you can find places throughout your presentation to really engage in those emotions, it's going to help you deliver that information in a much more compelling way. So once you get good at distilling your talking points down to these mini bullets and down to concepts that you have memorized and can recall pretty easily, which gets the more you do it, it gets easier. I know it can sound really hard, but just try doing it and you'll see that it might not be as hard as you think it is. But once you get good at that, then I want you to zoom out and look at your talking points and say, Where are the places where I want to emotionally engage my audience, right? And especially if you want their approval for something, right? Or if you simply want them to perceive your project as a success, you really want to think about when I present this, 
where are the places where I don't just want to say, hey, we're doubling the team size because we're cutting the timeline, but I want to be like, we are trying something super ambitious that we haven't done before, which is to get this done in half the time. And if we prove to ourselves we can do that, it will have implications for this project and future projects. But to make sure that we do that successfully, we want to staff our team appropriately so that we get this right and please the client at the very end of this. So you really wanna be asking yourself where the place is, where the emotion matters and have fun with this. This is all about finding your own style and finding your way of communicating and getting to express yourself and have fun. So this isn't about like finding fake emotion and being like, how can I hype up my audience and like say things that don't feel true to me to just make them feel excited? It's like, no, it's like, where are you excited about the work? Why are you excited that we're going to do this in half the time? How is that actually exciting? And you'll find that when you bring this into your communication, into your meetings, into your presentations, your audience is going to engage so much more deeply. They're going to go on the journey with you. They're going to want to support you. They're going to want to see you win, right? They're going to want to help you get your work over the finish line and help you succeed. And again, this is where your effectiveness goes up so much. And this is where the ability to communicate at this level puts you on an accelerated path to leadership. So this stuff is so important and can have really big impacts on your career. So I encourage you to identify one meeting on your calendar, try out this method of preparation, look at what worked well, look at what you liked, and keep iterating and trying it again and again until it becomes fully internalized and super, super comfortable for you. And if you want to take this process much, much deeper than I possibly can take you on the podcast and you really want to elevate your communication to that point where you get that deep engagement from your audience, where your productivity goes up, where your reputation skyrockets, where you start to get noticed and put on an accelerated path to leadership because you are so effective in how you communicate get yourself on the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I won't be launching the next cohort for a while, but being on the waitlist gives you some time to prepare, to get mentally ready to join the program. And once you're inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I get to go from just, you know, doing a podcast that you listen to, to being in a space with you, interacting with you, helping you live, figuring out exactly where you're getting stuck and the exact skills and mindset capacities that you need to build so that your journey of finding your voice can accelerate and so that you can get to that confidence and that career path and that communication style that you want so much faster. To join the waitlist, head over to justguessitcoaching.com slash academy. And you will be first to find out when doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy open. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is a joy to have you here. I will catch you next week where we'll be diving into mindset land, my favorite land. So I hope you enjoy. Have an absolutely beautiful day and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.